New Year to everybody. May God bless this year and uh, somehow return us, I believe, to a time of peace and a time of innocence. If you notice the title to my sermon, maybe you haven't had it begin to take that out. It's called The Death of Innocence. And you might say, Pastor Jeff, where are you going with that? Because that seems like a pretty heavy subject. But of course, then we have a pretty heavy text, right? It's a pretty heavy text today. Well, I would like to say that I'm a little bit torn. I have uh, two messages. Uh, as you know, sometimes pastors get more than one message. My first message is the first of the year. It's, you know, January 1st, 2023. I would like to just thank all of you for our partnership in making last year a wonderful year. I want to thank all of you because together we make a difference in our world, in our community, in our homes, and you certainly make a difference in my life. This morning I want to invite you, therefore, to not only continue to join me in this ministry, but to help me to find new ways to share the story of Jesus. Uh, new opportunities, to see them, to recognize them, and to actively embrace those opportunities, to shine with the light of Christ in every place that we go. That would be one message. That's a, an appropriate message for the first Sunday, January 1st of any year. So that would be my first message. And then there's this text. And what do we do with that? And I'm not so sure exactly where I should go with that, right? I mean, it's a pretty heavy Text. In the story, Herod, a man who in cruel rage orders the slaughter of the innocents. That's what this text is called. If you look under headings in the Bible, it will always say slaughter of the innocents. And the slaughter of the innocent children, a man driven by greed and power and ultimately fear, he orders the death of any child under the age of two, murdered so to avoid any challenge to his political positions and aspirations. I mean, what could such a story have to do with us, right? Strange how sometimes we get a glimpse into the saying, if we don't learn from our past, we are destined to repeat it. Here we are, January 1st, 2023, and almost exactly one year ago, January 6th, 2022, we witnessed the same misguided fear and love of power, political ambition that caused the death of innocent life. But that is not the first time we have witnessed this same scenario. At the end of World War II, the casualties of political power and aspirations and ambitions caused the estimated death of 7 million Jews, many of them women and children. Still closer to home, let us not forget that fear and ambition is often what fuels the growing instance of mass uh, school shootings. In 2022, as of November 22nd, there were 611 mass shootings here in the United States. Oftentimes, the motivation is repressed anger or fear or the empty feeling of being invisible and hope that the act of violence will somehow cause them to finally be noticed. As the saying says, better to be known for something that is horrific than to never be noticed and invisible. So you can see this dilemma. Do I somehow preach the passage of hope or do I preach the text? Maybe you can find a way to preach both. But where is the good news in this text? Is there any good news to preach as we enter this new year? 
So I went back with the story, looked closer at what was there, and hoping maybe I had missed something. And of course, there's always more there than you think. The first thing I noticed was that when things get crazy, it seems that God tends to send messengers. The biblical way of voicing that or phrasing that is he sent an angel. Now, don't be confused. I believe in angels. But I believe in angels because basically the word angel is the same word for messenger. And I believe in messages. I mean that God sends us messages. But that doesn't always mean bright robed persons with wings. It simply means God finds a way to communicate what he wants us to do if we're open to it. We all need persons that can communicate God's messages to us. We need to be at least, <laughs> some of them, attempt to be open to that message. Prayer may help. Meditation helps others. And in my case, it's a loving wife and some very close friends. But messages and signs, they're all around us. We just need to be watching and listening. Now, the second thing I appreciate about Joseph in this story, which, you know, you don't hear a whole lot about Joseph. This is about the last time I'm going to hear too much about Joseph before he dies. But the story shows uh, Joseph in a very interesting light. The story says simply that when Joseph gets the message, he got up, took the child and his mother by night to Egypt. You've got to appreciate Joseph for that, don't you? I mean, he doesn't hesitate whatsoever. He hears the message, he gets up, takes the child, takes the mother, and flees. He just is perfectly willing to do whatever happens. It's another piece I notice as I read. It is the reference back to the prophet Jeremiah. It's a remembrance of another tragedy when Israel was taken into captivity and families were torn apart and some were murdered. It's Rachel, wailing, weeping in Ramah because her children are no more. My hope is that looking back can again teach us to not repeat the mistakes of the past, to mark our days and to be vigilant. How can we engage in the world and not let power and ambition take us down a wrong path? How can we be excited to meet the challenges of an uncertain future? Perhaps we can take our cues from Jesus. Imagine Jesus, the Son of God, filled with power in every form of his body. The absolute power is at his disposal. Yet, how does he witness, how do we witness this absolute power in the Bible? I love what Paul writes to the Philippians. I want to read that to you this morning. You've heard this text before. Listen if you can hear it with new ears. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. I like that image of empty. Let me ask you today, 
January 1st, 2023. What will be the emptying that you might find, the cruciform emptying that you might find and shape your life with this year? And what can we together empty ourselves and live to the betterment of our world, to the upbuilding of our community, to the sustaining ministry of our church, and for the undoubtable glory of God? I'm excited for 2023, and I know that we can make a difference because you are important to God. And you are important to Kenya. You are important to me. Blessings in 2023. May God be with you.